Hello again, and you may have noticed that I am uploading a podcast twice in one day, and that is because yesterday Will said I want a podcast for my birthday, and I didn't make it for his birthday, so I thought I'd give him two instead. So here goes. It's a kind of funny story. If you ever watched that movie, um, you'll understand where I'm coming from. If you haven't, then let me give you a quick rundown. It's basically about a teenage boy who thinks he's mo- he's ma- manically depressed, and it turns out he's probably just a little bit depressed. But he admits himself into a mental health institute, and that's where he learns that he's not as depressed as he thought, that life isn't as bad as he thought, because he sees all these things around him. And that's what I'm going to show you today. So here's my kind of funny story. About a year ago, this month almost, I had a complete breakdown. And I was panicking. I didn't know where I was half the time. I couldn't sleep because I was afraid to close my eyes at night. And I was struggling a lot. And I wasn't able to tell anyone. I was barely able to tell myself, let alone someone else. And then one day I woke up and I was so anxious and so tight-chested and just wouldn't go away. And about 40 hours later I ended up in A&E and I didn't tell anyone, any of my friends that I'd gone to A&E that I was having these problems. And the nurse just looked at me and said you're okay you're not as bad as you think you are you just need to just sit down breathe and remember it's all going to be okay so I did that and turns out it's all going to be okay I ended up being fueled by anger not by relief I was angered by the fact that to get access to mental health support it was a minimum of three months waiting list. I was angered by the fact that my doctor told me I wasn't depressed enough to get help. I had to be suicidal, which seemed so counterintuitive to me at the point when I wasn't at any point at risk to myself, but I knew that if it had continued like that for longer, I may have been at risk. It pissed me off that I wasn't allowed to have help because I wasn't bad enough, that I had to get bad to get better. That pissed me off. It was so fucking frustrating. So, what happened was the anger fueled the help. I've been told since that that isn't a healthy attitude. I've been told it's not the most effective way of healing yourself. But it worked. I ended up getting up in the morning at about three in the morning. I'd fallen asleep about two hours beforehand and I would put my boots on and I would go for a walk around the street. And if anyone knows me, they know I don't do exercise lightly. I do not like exercise. But I started doing it because I was still afraid to sleep. I managed to get through the days without panic, but I wasn't able to sleep without panic. And I found that walking at least exhausted me enough that I would then fall asleep at about five in the morning with exhaustion rather than through tiredness and a want to go to sleep. I still had my bad days, 
There were moments when I genuinely thought I wouldn't wake up in the morning and I wrote a letter saying goodbye. It wasn't a suicide note. I wasn't suicidal. My brain was telling me that I wasn't going to wake up. And that scared the living shit out of me. Waking up the next morning and finding I was still breathing was like being born again. It was like a weight had been lifted off my shoulder and it was all going to be okay. But I needed to find a way of surviving, a way of making it through one day at a time. So I joined a gym and I didn't do exercise as such, but I found that being in that atmosphere and going to the pool that was there and being in the swimming pool and feeling the water around me calmed me down, relaxed me and it allowed me to feel comfortable in my own skin again. And this is remarkable for someone who was afraid to go swimming beforehand because I didn't want to see people to see my body. And now, after going through this mental anguish, I couldn't care less about how I look. I couldn't care less what people thought about me because I'd been at a rock bottom. I had hit the bottom of the earth. And I knew that all I needed to do was build it up. And if I can hit that bottom and still be breathing, if I can stand on the barest of rocks and still put one foot in front of the other, I knew it didn't matter whether someone didn't like me. It didn't matter what people thought of me because, quite frankly, they can go fuck off. So I began to swim. And every single stroke was a stroke towards freedom. I ended up feeling like I was born again and I could focus for the first time in months. I could get out of bed when I wanted to. I could go to bed when I wanted to. The excitement of that was remarkable. And there were still things I was afraid of doing. I was afraid of going on a roller coaster for the first time because I was afraid that the heart rate would make me have a panic attack. But I did it, and I was fine. I was afraid to go on a road trip on my own because I was afraid that I would have a panic attack while driving and I would put myself, or more importantly, others in danger. But I did it, and I was fine. I was afraid of leaving my house, and I did it, and I was fine. And I was afraid to live my life, but I'm doing it. And I have no idea if it's going to be fine, but I sure as well hope it is going to be. So now I have to do something even more important. I have to let my body heal. The stress and the anger and the panic took a toll on my body. I put weight on and I started to get ill. I started to get bleeds. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, that's a hemophilia term for internal bleeds, internal bleeding. Um, and I also put on weight to an extent that was disproportionate to the exercise I was doing. I was comfort eating and this was not healthy. And it took a long time for that healing process to happen. It took almost a year. In fact, I've only just started it. It was literally a week ago that I decided to start. But one week ago, I made a decision while in in a swimming pool and on the flip of a coin that we'd found at the bottom of the pool, I made a decision that I'm going to get healthy.
that I am going to be okay. So on that decision, I am going to cycle from one end of this country to the other and I'm going to do it for mental health support. I don't know what charity I'm going to choose. I don't know who I'm going to give the money to. And if I'm even going to raise a penny, but I've got two years to get fit enough to be able to do it, which requires me to go to the gym every day, to swim every day, to eat properly and get as fit as possible. And hopefully my body will recover from the damage that mental health gave it. Hopefully I will be able to leave rock bottom and build a house up on the upper land. And worst case scenario, if I'm on rock bottom, at least I've got a good foundation to build on. I found freedom in writing and in talking and in making these podcasts. I found that having been through something that was painful and almost impossible to talk about, coming through the other side the only way I can survive is to keep talking. The only way that I can keep my body and my mind in sync, the only way I can sleep properly, and the only way that I can do the work I want to do, the only way I can get from A to B is to talk. Now, I love movies and I love books, so a lot of the time I get kind of fixated on using a book or a film as a way of inspiring me and i don't know if any of you have watched it it's a bit of an obscure one but there's a movie called the freedom writers not freedom riders but the freedom writers and it's a true story about a school teacher in long beach in america uh, in the 1990s in the height of the gang kind of culture and me being wanting to be a teacher I think it really kind of resonates with me about why I want to teach but also looking at it the other day and reading the book that was published in real life by those students with help from that teacher these students who had nothing who were segregated and who were in a war zone in their own homes I saw something that I'd never seen before that they had freedom because they wrote and I'm going to read something to you that I wrote as from inspired by the freedom writers right I'm going to try and do this but I've tried four times now and I really crap at sight reading so I don't know why I can't do it but um, anyway even though I've written it you'd think it'd be easy we all know that kid in the class the one with no ambition the one with no intention, the one with no inspiration. We all know that girl, the one with no self-confidence, the one with no self-evidence, the one with no self-presence. We all know that guy, the one with no masculinity, the one with no integrity, the one with no fragility. We see heroes in our community, but not, in, not the saviour of our self-community. We see those who run into fire, but not those who live with fire in their lives. We see the charity, but not those living for charity. To those freedom writers, to all those who dare to write the truth, to all those 
who tell their tragedy, I say, be bold like the ink on your page, be strong like your bravery, be empowered by your dignity. You are the freedom writers, your story is told. You are the next generation, your story is gold. You are the inspiration, your purity is nothing but untold. To all those who've yet to write, you need to do nothing but turn on the light. To all those who, with no story to tell, remember your own personal glory. To all those where challenges always unfold, build up your strength and always be bold. To the freedom writers, whether you know you are or think you're not, write down your story and let the world see what you've got. I don't know why I wanted to read you that, um, apart from the fact that this is important, I think, for anyone who's struggled with mental health or doesn't understand what's going through. It can feel like death. It can feel like the very end. And it can feel like you're never going to survive. And it's incredibly hard to ask for help. And it's incredibly hard to tell someone you're going through it. I personally didn't tell anyone that I was going through it. And I actually lived the worst nine months of my life without telling anyone it was happening. And I isolated people. I lost friends. And it destroyed me in a small part. But it is important to say... I need help and it is important to remember that you may have hit rock bottom but rock bottom is an incredibly good place to build up from so I'm going to leave you but just remember that if you need to talk it's important to talk whether you write it down or sing it from the rooftops what's important is that you sail, say your story and that you always keep talking. Thank you very much.